hard work every day Not an easy mom, got no time to play Always on the go, you stuck on the flow But it's time for the show Hello, hello, hello everyone I hope I don't sound as tired as I feel right now And today is like the perfect topic Considering what we went through last night I love my kids, but do I like them? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, of course, we have our amazing co-hosts, Allie and Chris. Hey. Last night and this morning was a whole struggle. And I am exhausted. I really just wanted to say, you know what? Can we reschedule this podcast? Because I'm that tired. Um, do you find that your children are more enjoyable or are they pure work? Do they look? Do you look at them as a burden or a reward? What's your mindset when it comes to the struggles of parenthood, and how do you overcome it? That is what we're going to talk about today. You know, I love my kids, but sometimes I do not like them. They get on my nerves. And at three o'clock in the morning, when they're waking up for no apparent reason, when they're almost two, they're not infants anymore, and decide to stay up for three hours, you are no longer cute in my eyes. You need to take your butt back to sleep. I do not like you. <laughs> so that was last night for us. Um, we were up often. And I just blame Chris. Really, T'Challa? Really? It's going to be my yeah. fault. I already knew that, right? T'Challa, I, mean, I apologize. Um, it's going to be everyone else today because, Monique, you're having one of those days. And I get it. It's like everyone else it's everybody else's fault you're counting down until bedtime everybody better get out of your way i get it those yes, days are rough a whole woosah right now but the reason i blame chris is because chris is a very light sleeper and he does not just sleep like he'll wake up like every few hours i'd be like dude what are you doing restroom break oh my god it's so <laughs> annoying because it just it then disturbs my sleep um my first two kids, they sleep just like me. When they hit that pillow, they are out for at least 12 hours. 10 to 12 good hours. They do not budge. They wake up refreshed and happy. And this last one, he sleeps just like Chris. He's always up. He's always awake. He And then he could be dead sleep. If you make a move, he'll just turn around and look at you and start smiling. I'm like, no, not you. go back to sleep. Oh, so he's like between his bed and our bed because sometimes we just give up and say, screw it. Come into bed with us because I don't feel like we put you back to sleep. I, I'm i giving confessions early. Like with him, I've had the hardest time sleep training him to the point where I can't even motivate myself to start sleep training him. So we're going to do a whole episode on that. But I just had to get that off my chest right now because um, a mom who is not well rested cannot be a good mom. So mm -hmm. I'm just like you just said, stay out of my way today. I'm so tired and we have such a long day ahead of us today. So I'm like, woo -sah. You know what's amazing though? As exhausted as you are, it's, it's kind of like, and my husband and I have always talked about this on the days right when you know, our littlest one is up at midnight and then our oldest one is up at three and then our dog is throwing up at four. Like there's always something, but for some, like you make it through, like the next day sucks, but at the end of it, you're like, all right, I did it. And it's so, 
And it's so funny because I bet tonight you're going to say you're so tired, but I bet you won't go to sleep right away. You'll probably like scroll through your phone. You'll watch, you know what I mean? No, we'll we'll be hosting family. I have family coming in town for my birthday. So um, yeah, I'm probably going to be up and I have a full day of press tomorrow. So we'll see how that goes. Um, You know what? You know what? At the end of the day, hug your family when they get in, make sure they straight. They got the towels, the soap, the food and go to bed early. I'm going to be honest with you too. Like I was up with him to like six in the morning. After the second time that he woke up, right now I'm literally hanging on by a string. I am so tired. I feel like I'm pass out right now. Yeah, I can talk about the puffiness of both of our eyes. Yeah. Like it's 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 one of those days for sure. But back to the topic, um, do you find that it's hard at times to look at your children as little rewards? They always say, "Oh, children, they're blessings from God, and they're so amazing." But there's sometimes where I have those moments where I have to remind myself of that. Like, oh my goodness, like sometimes they, they run around here like little terrorists. I'm like, <laughs> you need to go sit down somewhere. Um, but it's so funny how back and forth you can go. We look at kids and always say that they're a little balls of emotions that are like little roller coasters, but then at times we're the same way because the next second I'll look at them and say, Oh my god, it's so cute, you're so adorable, I love mm-hmm. you so much. <laughs> Oh, my kids can drive me absolutely insane. I mean, nonstop temper tantrums or whining the wine I just like cringe and can't deal with. And then after I tuck them in, which feels like it takes forever, I'll look on my phone at pictures of them and be like, oh, I just want to wake them up. They're so cute. I can't wait to see them in the morning. I do, I do the same thing. Um, you know, sometimes I'm so frustrated. Like last night, for instance, you know, I keep repeating myself, clean up, clean up, clean up eat your dinner and get a snack, you know? And that way, once I get Chase sleep upstairs, then you guys come right up. Of course, they never made it up, the oldest two, until I came back down and I had to yell at them to make them Mm -hmm. get upstairs and get in the bed. And I was so frustrated and angry and they're like whining this and that. But uh, once they went to sleep, you know, I'm thinking about them and thinking about how blessed we are to have kids. Cause you know, some people, they don't have kids and they wish they could have kids. So I guess that's one thing that we need to kind of remind ourselves that we are blessed to have them and they are a blessing. Of course, at times we don't like them. It is what it is, but we know that we love them and we'll get through it. You know, like right now, like I said, I'm I'm barely hanging in there, but I'm <laughs> make it, you know. Exactly. And I think, you know, Monique actually, she taught me, um, and this was one of her quick tips where sometimes if kids are acting out, sometimes they just need a hug. And honestly, I feel like that goes for us too. Sometimes when they're driving us insane, when we feel like nothing is enough, if we give them a cracker and it accidentally breaks and it's the end of the world for them, mm-hmm. sometimes we both need a hug to just kind of restart yeah. and to, you know, move forward on a better note. I know like a kid's hug to me, when my son hugs me, it's like the best. So I think that helps too. But it's really not like in my mind, okay, kids are a pain or they're a blessing. Like, Sometimes it's just both. Some days I'm like, can you not look at me? Can you go away? Uh, and then other days I, it's the best. Yes. No, you know, it's so funny because I remember like, you know, even with Christopher and Milani when they were younger and now with Chase, sometimes when they're finally being good and they're quiet and they're just chilling off in their own world, Monique will be like, don't even look at them. Yeah. <laughs> because once you look at them, that's going to trigger them. Don't make eye contact. <laughs> that's why I said do not make eye contact. 
And you it's like, so right. as soon as you compliment them, then it's like, oh my God, here they go acting up right. and acting crazy. But um, I think with, with Chase, he's such a special case for me because he is my rainbow baby. He's the baby that came after we had miscarriages. It took us a long time to get pregnant. Um, I never really shared this part of that pregnancy journey. Um, after we had the miscarriage in 2017, Chris and I kept having what my doctor calls chemical pregnancies, where it's like, it's like sort of like a miscarriage, you know? Um, and it happens so early on that they just say, oh, it's a chemical pregnancy. That happened probably a good six times after mm -hmm. had the miss the real big miscarriage, you know? And, and isn't that, um, Monique, sorry to interrupt, but isn't that when, you know, you can see a positive test one day and then the next day it's negative or it's lightly positive. Like it kind of just, it's super early, as you said. Yes. And also it, it will have your cycle. Like, mm -hmm. you know, normally you're every four weeks, it would be like six weeks and then bam. And uh, it kept happening. We were struggling and it was, it was a really, really hard time because I never had an issue getting pregnant before. So, um, so when we finally did get pregnant with Chase, it was after we had started working out and detoxing together, both as a couple, we were doing it together. And then finally we conceived, my doctor sent us to get an early ultrasound because of all of the concerns. Um, I was eight weeks pregnant. They confirmed the pregnancy, baby's moving. He's amazing. He's healthy. And then they're like, whoa, you have what they call a subchorionic hemorrhage. But the special case about that was that I had two tears on opposite sides of the, the placenta from the uterine wall. So if it tore in the middle, I would lose the pregnancy. So even though the baby was healthy and thriving, that would have caused me to miscarry once again. Luckily, mm -hmm. we had that early ultrasound and the doctor was able to say, hey, I'm putting you on bed rest. So he said, you need to be horizontal. You need to lay down. You cannot lift anything. He said, Chris, I'm going to need you to step up and do everything that she needs, hand and foot, which I definitely enjoyed that. <laughs> um, but he said, no sex, no lifting your other kids. You I can't do anything. <laughs> yes. And, and then I said, well, how do we know that it's healed? He said, I'm going to send you every two weeks for another ultrasound so that wow. we can check it. And yeah, I had to go total three ultrasounds until finally it started healing. So at that point, he said, you're not going to be clear to work out like you were. You can't lift heavy weights because I'm just too concerned. Um, so he told me, he said, whatever you were doing with the first two pregnancies, pure bar, he said, you can do that because that's easy. It's maintaining your core and you're not lifting anything. So that's what we decided to do once I was cleared to be able to move forward. So going through all of these difficulties, um, almost losing my chase, and then being fearful to be pregnant after experiencing a miscarriage, it brings me back to that every time I look at him and I just want to like look at him like, oh, you little caveman monster. <laughs> <laughs> but then it reminds me of how much of a blessing he really is. Like he is a fighter. He is so strong. For him to go through all that he went through, even when he was born, he had a tongue tie, he had a hip click, and he had a hernia. I mean, he was, it was a triple whammy. And it was the scariest time because we were just like, wow, we went through so much. And now he's here and we're going through more. He had to get surgery when he was four and a half months. That was rough. 
it was just so rough. And it reminds me every day how much of a fighter he is and how much of a blessing he is. So when you do have those moments and I encourage the listeners out there, sometimes, look, we're human. We all have those moments where we're like, oh, my God, these kids are driving me insane. I wish they would just go somewhere. But you have those moments that kind of bring you back and realize all that you went through to have this blessing and how much of an impact they made on your life. So, um, you know, it's like changing that mindset when it comes to the struggles of being a parent and being real about it. I think that is the the hardest part for some of us is that we feel guilty when we're real about what we're feeling at that time. There's times where I will tell Chris, I'm like, oh, my God, these kids like I do not like them right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are getting on my nerves. I'm about to pull my hair out. Um <laughs> But then it's like, you kind of calm down, you take a step back, come here, give me a hug. And then it just, they give you that cute little look and then you forget everything anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. And I feel like, and of course this isn't always the case because let's be honest, that's not real life if it is. But I have found that when I put my phone away and when I am in the moment with my kids, I get less irritated you know, quickly, if that makes sense. So when I have my phone and it buzzes, if I get an email and I want to look at the email and then my kid is acting out, I mean, that a lot of times triggers the, uh, can you go away for a second? So I kind of need to not multitask when it comes to the kids, which again, easier said than done, let's be real, but that might help, you know, you, you, your child be able to behave the better way, if that makes sense. <laughs> yes. No, totally, totally. Um, I feel like there has to be a difference between like raising your kids and enjoying them. And, and you're absolutely right. A lot of times when they get on my nerves the most is when I'm trying to focus on something else. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like their way of reminding me like, hey, I come first. What are you doing, mommy? Mm-hmm. You know, um, but what's funny is that once they get all up into their little activity, and they're not paying me any mind, then I'm looking at them like, hey, I'm here. Like, come on, you don't want to play with me? <laughs> you give them the iPad, they don't care about you anymore. Oh, they definitely don't. They definitely don't. So it's like, how do you take that time um, to really notice your kids and um, and even paying attention to them when they do speak? One thing that I'm really excited about when it comes to my children is that they're very good at expressing themselves. They're very good at letting me know if they need more attention or love. I, at that age, was not good at that. I would just act out. I would get in trouble. And really, I was just crying out for some attention from my parents that I wasn't getting. You know, I had the whole middle child syndrome, which is very real. (laughs) But um, with Milani, she actually uh, wrote me a letter. She makes these cards for me all the time. And she's like, Mommy... um, you know, I love when we play together. I love when we go outside and we're at the swing set. I love when we sit down and, and we're playing with my dolls together. And she's throwing me all these little hints. So I said, okay, so basically what you're telling me is that you like to spend time with mommy when mommy is playing with you and doing things that you like to do. And she said, yes, I want to do more of that. And I was like, wow, this is my five-year-old. And I'm like, okay, I got you. Because sometimes I'm so focused on being that that caretaker, that nurturer, making sure that they have everything that they need. And I'm not really focused on the fun part of having kids and being a mom and being silly. Like they love when I, they're like, mommy's acting like us. I'll get on the floor and be rolling around acting crazy with them. And they just love it. So sometimes we have to find that balance between 
being the caretaker, making sure they're eating and their clothes are clean and their rooms are straight and they're learning. And, you know, especially with this homeschool that we're doing these days, um, making sure you have a difference between the caretaking part of being the mom and dad and then the enjoyable part, which is just having that family time. You know, I think you brought up a really good point where, you know, we get frustrated with our kids and our, but at the end of the day, like you did with Milani or Milani actually did with you, she communicated what she wanted. You know, so often we assume what our kids want. We assume they want the iPad. We assume they want play dates, but maybe they just want that quality time. I noticed that um, my son, uh, my oldest, who's almost five, he was acting out a lot um, around other kids when I take him on play dates and I'd have him have like a full schedule of, all right, we'll go to the playground this day with so-and-so then this day. And then I was like, you know what? He's acting out. I need to take a step back. And so he and I just went to the playground um, and he wanted to show me everything he could do. He was so excited. And another boy asked him to play tag and he was like, no, I just want to play with my mommy today. Oh, and so I think, I know. I, I And he since then, you know, we've I've made sure to follow his cues and ask him, hey, do you want to go with a friend today or do you want to just go with mommy today? So I think as we've talked about, you know, in previous episodes, our kids are people. We need to ask what they want and not assume that that's what they want. Yes, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And for me, a lot of times I'm on the couch watching football and, you know, trying to break down different plays and stuff. And my, my oldest son, he's building Legos. Daddy, so look, this is this, and this is the, the compartment where you hide this, and this is the cockpit, and this is the pilot. And really, in my head, I'm like, okay, okay. But <laughs> yeah, okay. I really want to focus on this game, but I will break away from the game and give them, you know, two or three minutes of some attention, give them some feedback, tell them I'm proud of them. You're the best architect with Legos and stuff like that. So yeah. it's important to them, because especially with Christopher, because I spend so much time with Chase, and I cater to Milani because she's the, you know, the baby girl. And uh, so at the end of the day, I make sure I have to go back and make sure I'm giving him the attention that he needs because he's still young, you know, and, you know, he is trying to figure it out. And here comes T'Challa and getting on my nerves once again. <laughs> T'Challa needs attention as well. And I think that that's the that's the hard part is when you do have multiple kids and those older kids don't get their one on one time that often. Um, right. So I feel like that's still important to make sure that you have your solo time with Christopher, you know, as well. Yes. And another thing is just, I, I think my kids really get excited when I tell them about what I enjoyed when I was their age. Same. Um, so Christopher knows I was such a builder when, I know y'all can hear that Chase uh -huh. crying once again. That's what Chase likes to do. <laughs> um, when I was a kid, I loved to build. I was not the kid with the Barbies. I was the girl that had the carpenter sets. My uncle was a carpenter. My dad, um, he wasn't a carpenter, but he had the skills. Um, so whenever they were like remodeling different areas of the house, I was the one helping paint. I'm being the little helper when it comes to fixing things. And my oldest is the same way. So he gets really excited when we share that uh, common bond. And then with my daughter, she loves, she's so into hair and I've always been into hair. Um, with Chase, Chase just likes to cuddle. Like he just likes to be up under me when he wants his mommy time. You cannot deny it. You cannot tell him, hold on, give me a second. He ain't hearing it. He wants you to pick him up. He's very demanding. He's very assertive for what he wants. 
when he says mommy, he doesn't say it like mommy. He goes, mommy, mommy. <laughs> it's so funny. So they all have their little different quirks about them and kind of learning and then treating them like individuals definitely helps relieve some of the load mentally because you're engaging them on a level where they feel like it's unique to them. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. Um, do you, I know you have two kids now, Allie, we have three, uh, and a bird. <laughs> do you ever tend to favor one child over the other? And if so, what would be the reasons behind that? Um, I feel like there are times where, you know, I might give more attention. Here's the thing. My, my littlest is a year and a half and he is a tornado. So when I have both of them, which is often, my attention just goes to him because if I'm not looking, he's running towards outlets and, you know, turning stoves on. He's not playing with his toys. Yeah. So it's not that I favor, but I will definitely say that he needs a little more attention. Both my boys are so snuggly and love to cuddle. And I just adore that. But what makes it hard is that my oldest doesn't get that, you know, my attention when I have Jake with me because Jake just consumes it. Um, so I just, you know, I just have to make sure that I give them both 10, but I wouldn't say I favor. I, I would say that they're both at such different ages where, you know, Sam, I can have real conversations with he's willing to just take places and explore because he's so interested. And Jake is a year and a half in this squishy little thing that loves when you, you know, kiss his belly. So it's just so different. Yes. No, I totally, I totally understand. I remember before having kids, I would hear parents say like they had a favorite child and it would be like, I, I took, I was like offended. Like, what do you mean you have a favorite child? Like they're all yours. How could you favor one over the other? Um, so now as I have become a mom of three, I get what they were saying. It's not that they favored one child over the other, there may be a child that shares more in common with them and they can relate to that child better than they can relate to the other. Chris can relate so much to Chase because Chase is such a little, he is like a little fighter. Like he's strong, he's strong willed. He has that attitude. Like you can't tell me I can't do this. And when it comes to Chris and his athleticism and him being, you know, a former football player, and, and that's what he did most of his life is being physical. Chase loves to just like if Chris is laying on a couch, he likes jumping on him. He, he says, Evo, which I think he's an airborne. <laughs> and he dives on him. He's so physical Multiple like that. Times. So I can't relate to Chase in that way that Chris can. So they have that bond that's unique. Milani. She's such an affectionate little cuddler. She's so sweet. She says the nicest things. She will compliment you. I can relate to that because that's how I was when I was a kid. You know, I was always that one just going around wanting to make everybody feel good about themselves. And that's what Milani does. Um, and then Christopher, he's the builder. He's the thinker. He likes having these deep conversations. So I get now what people mean when they say, oh, I favor a child. It's not necessarily saying I love them unequally. It's just saying this particular child I have the most in common with that particular child. 
is a split image of me and my husband. And that particular child acts just like my husband. So you just connect in different ways, but you just love them all the same, you know? Yes, I think that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> what about you, babe? I, I totally agree. I mean, each one of them, you know, they have their little quirks about them. And, you know, I have to kind of maneuver and figure things out with them. And then, you know, Chase can be so sweet at times, but then he's just a barbarian. He's rough. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, Christopher is heavy handed as I don't know what he's so big and he's so strong. So I had to kind of tone it down a little bit with him because he's hurting me when he hits me. And, uh, and, and Christopher's so emotional, you know, like, uh, if he's watching a movie and like Spider-Man, Spider-Man's uncle, you know, he got killed by this this robber and Christopher just broke out in tears. And, you know, it was special to me because I was like, you know, most of the time boys want to be tough. They don't want to cry. And and I just embraced it. I said, listen, I said, it's okay that you're crying. I said, um, you know, a lot of men are scared to show their true emotion. And I said, it's perfectly fine. And I think that's a strength in you, Christopher, that you're not afraid to show your emotions. So, and you know, Milani, she's my little baby girl. And whenever she wants to cuddle, I put everything down and cuddle with her and comfort her. And, uh, but at the same time, I still let her be tough at times when I keep telling them to stop playing rough. And she goes and does it anyway. And Monique is like literally running around the house chasing the bird and the bird is running around. <laughs> and but sometimes I have to, you know, let her, fall and you know and, and and cry and i was like i already told you that five times stop running through the house so that way she will have a tough time to her but this bird is literally doing circles around a fish tank. i want to and see she's like running after him and he just keeps running from her so i don't know i think monique we're gonna have to fire her from this podcast she oh my God. A bird literally in the background it's it's hilarious yeah, so I mean, but all of them, you know, all of them have their little things that's special about them and, you know, that's special to me. And, you know, like I said before, you know, I'm just blessed to have them. And it's a challenge now. And you have to adapt. You know, you have to be flexible. You have to have different strategies. If you can hear T'Challa yelling in the background, she finally caught him. Oh, see, you know, T'Challa's acting up. T'Challa's acting up. But after T'Challa goes to bed, Monique's going to be looking at pictures. All the time. All the, she's obsessed with that verse. Sometimes... She's loving on that bird so much. Look, I'm out of breath. I literally just chased yeah, him. With him. So could happen. He's so upset because he knows that I'm about to put him away, Aww. and he's like, "I have it." Because I normally don't cage him during the day. He only goes in his cage to sleep. But buddy, you, you got to go away, in. Right? You got to go in. I'm sorry. I know. I can see. You know what? As much as she loves that bird. Caters to that bird, and the bird is okay. You know, it's kind of fun to hear him say his name and starting to talk and stuff like that. But when he releases that poop, it disgusts me. Like, yeah. I can't do it. I can do baby poop. I can't do his poop. I'm literally out of breath, y'all. Man. You probably needed that to wake <laughs> up a little bit. <laughs> no, I think that just made me more tired. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to I'm exhausted. So. Wait, I lost my clipboard. Oh, my. <laughs> Real life up. right here. No sleep, bird flying like we in a zoo somewhere. And Monique is like a track star chasing them. It's crazy up in here. <laughs> he can't outrun. He can't outfly me. Oh, Lord. Okay. I'm back. Yes. Um, man. Yes. But no, it's so funny because T'Challa for me, since we're talking about kids, and I feel like he is another child for me. Um, he is, you know how you have like a piece of your childhood that just literally takes you back to a moment when you were a child where you were like so happy and stress-free and I love animals. I've always had animals growing up. 
my cousin and I, my cousins and I used to rescue birds. We lived in a city. So a lot of the birds would make nests inside of the panels where they check the electrical, um, uh, you know how they have to take the uh, the meter, the electrical meters in the city. So they would make nests there. So the birds were constantly, baby birds were constantly falling out of their nests. So we would save them and then call wildlife protection services to pick them up. So I've always had a passion for birds. And he literally takes me back to that time where I was young. I didn't have any bills. <laughs> I didn't have any kids. <laughs> I didn't have any stresses. I didn't even know about what uh, issues that my mom and dad might have been going through, whether it was financial or anything. I didn't think about any of that. So that's where T'Challa takes me whenever uh, <laughs> whenever I just have that moment at night and it's just me and him. And I'm just, you know, petting his head and just talking to him so he can learn new words. But yeah, he gives me that little sense of peace. So that might be a good tip for people to just kind of figure out something in your childhood that will take you back to that moment of peace. And he really does relieve stress for me. He does. So um, the next can I, okay, can I tell you this? So um, it just reminded me. So my husband and I, we have a hard time falling asleep. We just, we do. Um, and, you know, we, we take a lot of times we'll take like melatonin to help us fall asleep. So we were talking to um, my son about that. And he said, you know, what really helps me fall asleep are, um, are my stuffed animals. So he gave us two of his stuffed animals, a Peppa Pig one and a bear. And I kid you not, we sleep with stuffed animals now and night. <laughs> y'all over, over there having entanglements in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> like my husband, you know, 39 years old, holding a Peppa Pig stuffed animal. But it, it is hilarious. Look, whatever works, whatever but it, works. Like, you know, so I do think stuff from your childhood that brings you comfort, it, yes. it just, does help. Yeah, just don't get a blow up dog. It. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're one Peppa away from that. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Listen, I think that, um, look, anything that's going to relieve your stress and just take you back to that moment in time. Um, there's sometimes, you know, you'll have a song that just comes on and it'll just take you right back to a moment in childhood. You're like, whoa, that's so crazy. How, how like it hits certain parts of your brain that you didn't even realize, you know, it's, it's, it just, it's amazing to me. But I think that if people really tuned into that, they would see that they could get so much relief with dealing with stress in their uh, adult age, you know, definitely. So I want to know how transparent and vulnerable are you with your children when it comes to your struggles oh, emotionally, hey Milani, y'all hold it down, please. This is a it's, it's wild over here, y'all. Look, we're in real life. We're we're, we're, we're not here. in the we're not in the studio. Yeah, Our kids streets. are you know trying to do their best to entertain themselves while they take a break from school since we're doing this. Um, but yeah, how transparent and vulnerable are you with your children um, when it comes to your struggles? Like when you're emotionally up and down, like. For us, we try to let them know and be very open with them that we are human. The same way your feelings get hurt, our feelings get hurt. If my kids say something out of line, I tell them, like, you you're, you really hurt my feelings when you just talk back to me like that. When I'm trying to help us so that we can have a good time before you go to bed or this, that, and the other. And then they're like, I think it does something to them because they're like, oh, they look at us as we're these superior beings. But I'm like, yo, I'm sensitive sometimes, too. So, and then I'll, I'm sorry, mommy, you know, mm -hmm. um, but I try to be emotionally aware 
and show them vulnerability because I do want them to understand that words have power, which you say does affect people. And just because I'm mommy doesn't mean I'm any less affected. So um, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I feel like acknowledging when your feelings are hurt, your child who, you know, right, they think you're a superhero, but it, it shows it teaches them empathy because they're seeing that their superhero is sad and not feeling great and feelings are hurt. And then they feel bad about that. So and, and even if my husband says something in front of the kids that upsets me, I'll call him out right there and I'll say, hey, look, that hurt my feelings. Yeah. Um, we're very transparent when it comes to that stuff, because I feel like my gosh, every second is a teaching moment for these kids because they're constantly absorbing and listening and processing everything we say and do, which puts a lot of pressure on us that sometimes it's really good to just be real with them and be like, look, I'm exhausted today. Or you yeah. know, I'm just having one of those bad days where I'm just sad. I'm not in a good mood. You know, I could use a hug. Just being open and honest, I feel like also makes them feel like they can be open and honest with you when they're feeling the same way. Yes, yes. I, I totally agree. I'm the, on the same page with both of you guys. I'm always honest with them. Even last night, I just let them know, like, listen, I am tired. Mm -hmm. I fix your food. Stop complaining about it. If you want to eat it, eat it. If you don't want to eat it, get ready to go to bed. Mm -hmm. And I'm real with them. And I do embrace them with hugs and ask for hugs and let them know you hurt daddy's feelings. And Milani, I'm sorry, daddy. Even Chase, when he'll bite me or do something out of line, <laughs> I'm like, ow, you hurt daddy's feelings. And then he'll just lay his head on me. You mm -hmm. know, he's basically telling me he's sorry. So, yeah. you know, keeping it real with the kids is very important. Yes. And honestly, we're the best example of how to speak and how to react in different situations, because I'll quickly bring up me and Chris, you know, when they're doing something or if they're fighting each other, I'm like, do you see daddy treating mommy like that? Do you see mommy treating daddy like that? No. Okay. So what makes you think that's okay for you to be that way? If we're not even doing those things, you know? Mm -hmm. So sometimes them watching and observing how we are, that's the greatest teacher because that's all they do is mimic us anyway, you yeah. know? So yeah, no, that's, that's excellent. Um, let's see. I think that we kind of like hit on everything. I think this was an excellent, very open and vulnerable episode because it is not always easy, but there is hope and having that reminder and then knowing that other moms and dads are dealing with the same thing. There's no mom on this earth or dad on this earth that just wakes up every day and thinks that life is bliss with their 10 kids. Like if you show me that person, I'm gonna call them a fool or a lie. Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not realistic. And if people think that the grass is greener and they think that, oh, that mom has it all together and look how happy she is and look at what she does with her kids. It's not like that 24 seven. Everybody has their moments. So let's just be real about it and, you know, be open so that we don't beat up ourselves, you know. So um, I actually I you just made me think of a tip there. Okay. Um, you know, I, I think a tip would be especially with social media. Everybody shows the perfect side of their family so many times. Yeah. You know, don't let that affect you and feel like you're not doing enough because you know that behind every smile, there were 20 temper tantrums before that. Oh, so yeah. I would just ignore the social media aspect. Yes. Everybody places on social media what they think is, you know, what 
looks good. And sometimes it's not that way. I sent Ali a message today this morning um, when I was trying to get some work done on my computer and Chase was just not having it. And I was just like, I said, I'm, I'm documenting this. And he was so upset. He wouldn't let me touch my, my laptop because he wanted to do it. I set up a laptop for him right next to me. <laughs> he didn't want that laptop. He wanted the laptop mommy needed to use. Mm -hmm. um, so we all have those moments. And I'll probably go ahead and post that on stories for y'all to see. If you follow us on Instagram, I'll make sure I do that. Also, before we go, um, I want to remind people to follow us on Instagram because we do have Wind Down Wednesdays and it's really heating up. Wind Down Wednesdays with Allie and myself. And we just talk about anything, mom, relationship, anything. And we take comments from people um, and we have conversations. We answer questions and we drink our wine and take sips and just have our little woosah moment. And it's been really good. So every Wednesday at 8.15 p.m., um, follow us on Instagram at Not For Lazy Moms and just tune in. It, it's really a nice, just like open moment with us just being real about whatever we went through that particular day. And then, you know, drinking some wine. <laughs> um, we also, this is what our for, Milani, Milani, Milani. Come on, baby. Then her okay. Voice, her voice is so urgent. Right. She does that high <laughs> voice thing. It, oh my God. Anyway. A moment of silence. We have not done a moment of silence this season. I totally forgot about it. So, yeah, right now we're going to have a moment of silence for all the moms and dads out there who at this very moment are looking at their child like, I do not like you. <laughs> so a moment of silence. Moment of sleep. Yes. So shout out to all of you busy moms and dads who are keeping it all the way real. Um, do anybody have any confessions? I don't. I think I shared everything. Yeah, I think that there are a lot of days where I count down until bedtime just so I can have some peace and quiet. I agree with that. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I will give a confession. Um, last night when Chase was acting all crazy and screaming and getting louder and louder at three, four, five in the morning, I just turned my back. And went to sleep. <laughs> and I just tuned him out. And poor Chris had to deal with him. I was like, I give up. I tried to comfort him. It wasn't working. Uh, he kept fussing. He's doing all of this, moving around and kicking. And I was like, okay, I'm going to sleep. Forget it. Daddy had to do it. The thing about it is with Monique, she can actually just flip a switch and go to sleep. Like five minutes, she's out every night. For me, I might lay there 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour. And then finally go to sleep and then probably won't even sleep well. And then I'm up early and can't go back to sleep. But the way I looked at it last night, I was like, listen, I know he's hungry. She knows he's hungry. Who's going to go get the food? <laughs> and it's like five in the morning now. It's ridiculous. And literally, I just said, you know what? It's no sense of both of us not getting any sleep. I said, let me take this boy on downstairs. And I fed him. He played. He fussed. He cried. He screamed. And. And then finally, I got that one yawn out of him. I said, all right, I got him now. And he still was fighting. And Monique finally took him and he fell on out. And so. honestly, I don't even remember taking him. I was knocked out. I did that. That was mommy mode in sleep, handling business. We want it all. We do it all. <laughs> Literally, I'm starting to see the pun getting ready to come up. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and I will say, he did that. And this morning, as soon as Chase woke up, normally we'll both kind of lay there like, all right, who who going to move? Who, who gonna keep laying here? Who gonna move? I was like, let me get on up. 
get him out the bed, get the day started, and let Chris get a little extra sleep. So we looked out for each other. That yeah, was good. Did. That was good teamwork. And that was my mindset. I kind of envisioned that. I was like, <laughs> I just know Monique is going to get up and handle this shit. It's morning. Like, and she, <laughs> and I was so proud of you. Thank you. You're welcome, baby. Teamwork. Yes. No, that's that teamwork makes the dream work. Listen. All right. Well, I thank y'all. I think we gave a lot of tips and tricks throughout the whole episode. You heard our confession. Um, make sure you visit our website at www.notforlazymoms.com. Like I said, don't forget Wind Down Wednesdays at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time on Instagram. And follow us on all of our platforms and, and give us tips and tricks that you have and give us some confessions and different topic ideas that you have um, that we can incorporate them this season. So thank you as always for listening in and y'all enjoy your week. <laughs>